0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies that we haven't seen. I'll be your host today. My name is Betsy, and with me is Trent. My name is Trent. So today, we are launching a new series, because we love series. So this is going to be on the Sundays in May.
1: We're a glutton for punishment. We cannot say no to another series. I love
0: it. We're going to do four episodes about hacking. Hackers. We're hacking the podcast.
1: Hack, 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 hackity, hack, hack, hack. And we're doing this because in other movies we've covered, I always have to look at somebody who is doing a little hacking thing on a computer over here they're just do 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 do, 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 do hand pecking with their with their little fingers i
0: can get into the mainframe hack, hack hack hack
1: i'm just slapping the the keyboard here and there and it's just ridiculous so we wanted to have a little bit of a retrospective of actual movies about actual hacking good bad or other right and we have no idea we we've not seen any of these four movies so we're coming in very blind.
0: And our first movie is from 2001, a glorious time when people were riding the tailcoats of the Matrix, <laughs> trying <laughs> to make cool movies. Yeah. And this is not one of them. Uh, we are well, we are watching Swordfish. Yeah. Somehow you and I have both made it over 20 years without Ever having seen this movie that was kind of a big deal when it came out. It
1: was and it wasn't about the movie it was about everything surrounding it
0: It was about Halle Berry's boobs Yeah. That was the thing yeah. I remember she contextually. She paid a fuck
1: of money to have like five seconds of boobage on
0: screen This was the big debut yep. of her tits on screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now to be fair I think the next time she did it she won an Oscar But Monster. Yeah. Monster no Monster's Ball. monster's ball yeah yeah that's what she won for mm-hmm. but she had to get this one out of her system first for some uh, reason
1: i would say the paycheck she got uh, <laughs> was a reason enough
0: so yes Halle berry star on the rise trent what else do you know about swordfish
1: Well, it's about a bunch of hackers. Maybe the swordfish is the hacker gang. Um, I know it is also starring John Travolta back in his weird soul patch days. I think this
0: is one of those. I'm writing a book called My Weird Soul
1: Patch Days. Uh, Hugh Jackman is also in it as an American, I think.
0: And again, star on the rise. This is when Hugh Jackman suddenly was Making it big it's, all at once. It's
1: the year after the first X-Men movie.
0: Which is really funny to see him and Halle Berry in this movie. Yeah. Well, they were both an X-Men. You're
1: right, but who cares?
0: I care, Trent. <laughs> I care deeply.
1: <laughs> well, again, movie studios like to pair up actors, especially actors on the rise. And I understand that, but... I don't like to point that out.
0: I think this is more of a coincidence, kind of that thing like Jude Law in 2004, where he had made all these movies and they were shelved, and then they all got released in like six months. So he had six movies come out in Mm -hmm. a single year. Right. This is probably like that. Where the two of them were hard at work, X-Men is something that takes a lot of time in post-production. Sure. So it just kind of happens that they did X-Men, then Swordfish, then more X-Men. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she got an Oscar somewhere in there. But sure. anyway, I don't think you and I really know much about what this movie actually is.
1: The other thing about the movie is that it's got a lot of like unnecessary CG. Oh, Lord. Like, where it's <laughs> like the, the weird camera tricks and then the computer screens are all simulated. And yeah, I, I don't really know what the plot is going to be. I just know they're a hacker gang and... There's money involved. Crimes. I, I really don't know.
0: Crime. <laughs> hacking and crimes. Yeah. Ha- hacking is a crime, Betsy. It, well, yes. If you're on the on the wrong side of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only if you get caught, Trent. Only if you get caught. Is hacking the new skateboarding? I mean, in 2001, I think it might have been. Eh,
1: I played the Tony Hawk games. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Anyway. uh, Yeah, I think that's really about all we know about this. So going into this one fairly blind. So we are going to start our hacker series with Swordfish. We're going to go watch it and we'll be right back. Trent, that was swordfish. How do you feel?
1: That was some horseshit.
0: (laughs) I I assume you mean you loved it. That was like the best movie you've ever seen.
1: (laughs) We picked a a dandy to start this series off with, Betsy.
0: Well, yeah, and we knew before we started that this is probably how it was going to go. I
1: didn't know it was going to be that bad.
0: Because this is, what, 23% Rotten Tomato score? Something like that. It's in the 20s, so it's like, okay... We knew it was going to be bad, and not everything from the early 2000s holds up. Like, maybe we thought it was cool then, but no, I think this is an example of this was bad 20 years ago, and uh-huh. it's bad now.
1: I think it's worse now. <laughs> uh,
0: well, there are some elements about it that sure make me go, ooh.
1: Yeah, you think?
0: Namely the fact that this came out the summer of 2001, mm-hmm. so this is a pre-9-11 movie where they're talking about terrorism and uh-huh. and it it just all of a sudden was making me real very
1: prescient cringy. of the time and mm-hmm. they pulled this movie from theaters did they after really? 9-11 yes they did
0: oh that would be good because yeah the whole point of this movie I think I'm not quite sure is this counter like it's a secret organization mm-hmm. within the FBI that their whole thing is to punish terrorists? Question mark?
1: So my understanding is that like the whole Swordfish thing, Operation Swordfish. Oh if god, we, they if just we like really want to get into it. They
0: here. breezed over that, so I didn't even
1: understand what it was. So early on in the fifties and sixties, I guess, the DEA of all places Yeah, obviously set, up, the set DEA. up a bunch of like just fake accounts where they can use accounts to launder drug money. Okay. Now, this could be money that was seized during the drug wars of the past however many decades we've had it, Mm -hmm. and just put all that money into these accounts, and it draws interest. Well, they shut down that program, this Operation Swordfish... And the money just stayed there, gaining interest. And the idea here is that Gabriel, the John Travolta character, Quote, is going unquote, to Gabriel. Is, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> is going to take that money that has just been sitting there, gaining interest, and put it into his accounts. And he is going, and he and his organization are going to use the money to be anti-terrorists.
0: Terrorists. They're going to have a secret war against yeah. terrorism. All of a
1: sudden, there's this weird patriotic energy coming out of him, saying, "Okay, if you fuck with us, we're going to fuck with you ten times worse."
0: Yeah. You and literally, they use the phrase "hijack a plane," and that was where I was uh-huh. like, "Nope, nope, yeah. I'm, up, I'm out." A, <laughs> hijack
1: a plane. We will blow up the airport it came from.
0: Yeah. You you take prisoners. We're gonna like murder your whole village, kind yeah, of. Yeah.
1: You blow up a church. We're gonna blow up ten.
0: So yeah. I can see why they maybe said, no, this doesn't need to be in theaters anymore because no. yeah, genuinely June, this came out. Yes. So there was a very short window of time before it really needed to not be shown to the American public. And I Though do I not w-
1: remember the controversy around the movie and relating to I what I don't happened, either,
0: no. I th-
1: don't remember that at all, but... I can see why. Well, it uh, arguably should have been pulled before that because it's just awful. <laughs> it's just terrible, <laughs> Betsy. You've got all of these big-ass stars, whether they were stars at the time or not. John
0: Travolta certainly was. He
1: was. And Halle Berry was coming up. We talked about her. Hugh Jackman was coming up. And, again, this there was a huge budget behind this movie and a lot of marketing behind it. And it is very much in the vein of another Matrix. They're trying to be another Matrix at least with the style anyway. And
0: it just is a mess. This movie is trying so hard to be cool. Yeah. Like so hard. It is aggressive how they are trying to cash in on that late 90s, early 2000s movie style. Yeah. But all I kept thinking was, this feels like a movie that was written by people who only knew how to make movies in the 90s. Like the two guys, the one wearing the fucking bucket hat, the two, like, analyst dudes or whatever the fuck they are, where they're like, oh, her! look at this security footage. Yeah. They felt like something out of a 90s movie. Okay. Those two characters in particular really bothered me. And they were barely characters. And they were barely in it, but they make no sense. And the way they're styled and the way they felt, the way they're written, it's like somebody from the 90s who made their money making cheesy 90s movies Mm -hmm. is trying to be cool and this is what they think that cool is. And
1: the I just found this out after we stopped watching. The guy who directed this, and this will make sense if you've seen both movies. The guy who directed this also directed the 2000 Gone in 60 Seconds movie.
0: Okay, yeah, that with movie. With Nicolas Cage. That movie's ridiculous, but in like the best way. Yeah. It's like a perfect it dumb is,
1: action movie. It is actually kind of cool. Because it's got style. Yes. This is trying to have style foisted upon it that it just cannot take
0: it. It's Mm. just... No, and it's trying to be smart, too. Like, they're using using all of this technical mumbo-jumbo. They're using
1: all this lingo that means something to someone, but in the context of this movie, it just seems like they're saying words that they don't understand. But
0: it's not even just that. It's like the nobody is who they are supposed to be and there's like misdirection and and I've thought of everything and there's like a twist ending it's like but why I was so confused the majority of this movie because we just go into it we get almost no explanation Mm -hmm. these characters are not developed like Halle Berry shows up and just starts like throwing her legs at you Jackman, like her ass, her ass. And, and then it's just like, oh, well he just meet him. Who? He doesn't even ask who. Yeah. And then when we get to John Travolta, it's like, oh, you have you have a test and you have to hack into the mainframe, but we're gonna have this blonde bimbo give you a blowjob, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be a gunpoint, and he's chicken pecking like a maniac. Oh, what?
1: Betsy. What is this movie? One of the reasons why we decided to do that is exactly that. It is the. Stupid, stupid movie trope of a hacker man going to a computer, mo- mainly a laptop, and just, I can't even describe it in audio form because this is just a podcast, but just tip tapping on the computer, on the keyboard, like it's, like you're actually putting in real info. It's,
0: it's for rant-tack. nothing.
1: You're just frantically hitting the keys with your fingers, not doing anything. What the hell?
0: <laughs> it's also... A product of this time, like I think, if people today weren't are watching this movie and they weren't alive when the internet and everybody had a laptop, internet and this,
1: culture, this
0: technological explosion that happened when we were teenagers, yeah. this would not make any sense to them. Like why this is trying to feel so significant? Yes, yeah,
1: somebody who was ten years younger than us watching this movie they're not gonna know what the hell is going on at all i do but that was only because i kind of was coming up in that early internet uh thing i i knew a lot of the words that he's talking about like the encryption stuff and the firewall stuff and the, the the cluster worms and all this other shit that i've heard of over the years I'm not a hacker. I'm not any kind of professional thing, but I know what all that stuff means. In context of the movie, they don't know what they're doing. No, they're just words.
0: They are taking a concept that they know that the modern people of the year 2000 yeah. are aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, we're coming off of Y2K. Explain oh, yeah. Y2K to a Gen Z or sometime. <laughs> right. My God. Um, <laughs> but they're trying to. Latch onto all these things that were really culturally relevant, but they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. They
1: don't understand it.
0: No, and they're just trying to harness it, and it's just terrible. It's terrible.
1: And if you compare this movie to The Matrix, the people who made The Matrix understood they're a bunch of fucking geeks. They love all that stuff, and that's what inspired them to make the movie in the first place, because I think it was based on a comic to begin with.
0: No idea, but I I believe that movie more than I believe this one.
1: Fine. Yeah, and exactly. You understand and you believe the characters in The Matrix, that they know what they're talking about. They feel authentic. Like Like, they really do know what they're talking about. And when they're typing on a keyboard, they're really typing in those letters and numbers and everything else. Whether they understand what's on the screen, it doesn't matter. But also, those are actual screens in The Matrix. In this movie none of the screens are real they're not looking at anything on the screens none of them are on this is all All of this post all of that stuff is added after the fact
0: oh god well yeah like the first big reveal where they take him into this room where he's gonna be working and it's like Eight computer screens with a screen saver. And they're like, it's impressive,
1: isn't it? No, it's just a bunch of old monitors.
0: And then they go on to explain it because Halle Berry is like really good at explaining. She has an IQ over 70. And she's just and he, like- And
1: she gives him a hard-on.
0: And she's just like, yeah, you have to like- Hack into the network to get to the network. Right. Aren't I so smart? It's like, what? (laughs) What? And there's all these like dumb cliches about who hackers are and the lifestyle of hackers, quote unquote. Like they go to the coffee shop and he's like, I'll take a triple espresso. And they show him like yeah. drinking Red Bull because he just needs it because he has so much energy to type, type, type away.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i glad they didn't go further into there because, okay, Hugh Jackman does not evoke Hacker Man.
0: Trent, if you give him blonde highlights and a single earring, clearly he's a hacker.
1: (laughs) His frosted tips. Oh, I'm really glad they didn't go further into that and make him like a like I, I was also reminded of the 2000. I think it's 2002 Italian job. Yeah. Where. Seth Green is the hacker man. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about a hacker. Come on, a short, skinny dude, a nerd, a nerd. Say yeah. it.
0: It's a nerd. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hugh Jackman does not fit the bill.
0: No, he's six foot three and lean, and in his early Wolverine yeah. shape,
1: early bulking up for X Men.
0: Yeah, this was before he went full on muscle yeah. man. <laughs> yeah.
1: So to to bring it all the way back. I mean this is a perfect encapsulation of what I do not like about hackers in movies.
0: Oh no, this is quantifiably like terrible. This is just awful beginning to end, mm-hmm. unbelievable and they think if they're going to use as you know many big words as they can yeah. in this dialogue That you'll be so confused that you're just gonna get away with it.
1: You're just gonna get away with it because the people who are going to be coming to see this movie, they're not gonna know what all that stuff is. Oh, I. The people who are reviewing these movies, they're not gonna know what all that stuff is. So they're just gonna get away with it. Well, no, you didn't because (laughs) the fucking critic score on this is below thirty. Like, besides all the hacker stuff, the movie is just terrible. Like, I cannot understand what this ending is. I do not understand what the hell happened with Gabriel. Why is there a dead Gabriel? And then there's an alive Gabriel with short hair, blonde hair, as opposed to long brown hair. What the hell is going on? He
0: also had brown eyes at the end of the movie. He had different contacts. And there's like a passing line of dialogue where he's like, I've reinvented my identity so many times. Sure. And they don't really get into it. But the problems stem from literally the beginning of the movie. The movie just like starts with, here's the title of the movie. And then it's this weird, like out of focus, kind of like when someone is semi-conscious or they're drugged up. So it's kind of warped and hazy around the edges. The camera
1: is kind of warbling around there. It's nothing is in focus, but everything is in focus.
0: But it's John Travolta's character giving this meta speech About Dog Day Afternoon, a movie neither of us has seen, but I know a little bit about it, and the problem with realism in movies and how the bad guy should get away with it etc so he's saying at the beginning of the movie what's going to happen at the end but when they finally come into focus he's sitting at a table with don cheadle and hugh jackman yeah and then we get this elaborate sequence where they've got hostages at a bank and there's an explosion Uh and it's like 360 degree slow-mo matrix bullshit explosion yep Yep. and then it's like okay wait what am i watching because the movie just started (laughs) and <laughs> I said, I bet you're wondering how I ended up here. Because they're <laughs>
1: focusing on the Hugh Jackman character. And yeah, it just cuts to, okay, four days earlier. And it's a completely different character that we're meeting here. It's another hacker man who looks more like a hacker man.
0: He is a bargain basement Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> yes,
1: a, a younger bargain basement Billy Bob Thornton yeah, looking guy. And uh, yeah, I don't even know what his story is. He's another hacker who is like invited in by Gabriel, but then he's busted and he's really bad at trying to get away.
0: It's like they didn't quite explain it where he was also involved in this program. Yeah. But then he got busted. So they took him out. But it kind of also seemed like that happened the same day that Hugh Jackman was flying in. So that doesn't right. make any sense structurally. So like the
1: Finnish guy is like busted and then taken out by Vinnie Jones, one of his goons. And at the same time, Hugh Jackman's character gets invited over like the same day, maybe.
0: Yeah. So again, so structurally. It, is it because
1: they're trying to have like a competition between the two or is Hugh Jackman their last resort?
0: I don't know. I don't know because they just jump in the middle so frequently that it's really hard to understand. Like the whole thing with the swordfish program yeah. that you said, I kind of missed it. Like I sort of understood what he was saying. All I heard was there's money in a bank account and you screaming, that's not how interest works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up. It is not true at the in the slightest. Back when the program was going, it was like 500 and some million dollars. And by the time this is all taking place, it's 15 years later or something. And it's now ballooned to like $9 billion. That's not how interest works. Come on.
0: In this movie, it is. And they need to get the money out of the bank and into these different accounts. Yeah. And that's why they need hacker man. We Mm -hmm. will thus forward be calling (laughs) him that, uh, to plant a worm mm-hmm. to get in. And this all, again, doesn't really seem that relevant. Like, why do they need him? Why is this the way they have to do it?
1: I understand why they need a hacker to do all this stuff. But what I don't understand is why they needed to be at a physical bake. The,
0: I was just thinking about this. So you're right, because it's all digital. This yep. is 2001. They have a guy who can access it. Why can't he just do it and mm-hmm. get the money?
1: They do have a passing statement about having, a, having to have a bank hardwired to the thing. Like, you have to pass it through a bank. So you have to be in the physical bank to do it. I don't get that. It
0: could be just that like we needed a line of dialogue as as we need to have an excuse for an exciting climax because if we just simply have a dude in a living room type type typing away and mm-hmm. then it's done that's a really boring movie. Yeah. I think it's also because of all the misdirection and nonsense that they say is also happening concurrently. Sure, sure. Like they show Hugh Jackman typing away building his program Then he is out of wine, so he goes to the wine cellar to get more, and there is a body in the freezer that looks exactly like Gabriel, the John Travolta character. And then two
1: seconds later, he runs into Gabriel.
0: Yes, and they don't address that... At all. At all. So at the end of the movie, when we have this big chase scene... And we are presuming that Gabriel's dead. We never actually saw him get on the helicopter. And by the rules of movie making, Mm -hmm. if you don't see someone die, they aren't dead. So basically, he gets shot out of the sky and Mm -hmm. then they replace the body with this other body. And that's the real Gabriel because John Travolta is the fake Gabriel because he's this super agent who can change his own identity. I don't. Get it. And then there's this whole other thing where Halle Berry is a DEA agent, but she's not really. She's actually just a person who's working right. with Gabriel.
1: Right. And, and they ha-
0: string her up, but then uh, they bring her down. To and say then- nothing
1: about a fucking black woman being strung up oh, by white people? yeah. Come on. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: And they bring her down just to shoot her. And then he reveals he knows that she's DEA. Right.
1: How did he know that? I mean, I know that there's some a whole bunch of stuff happening in the background here, but how the hell would he have known that in at, at the time with the knowledge that's that we what, had?
0: That's what I was screaming was, yeah. why, are, why are you threatening him by hanging her from the ceiling and choking her yeah. when you don't actually know? Because at this point, we don't know he knows. So right. I was like, why is he going after her? There's no reason for him to go after her. <sighs> and just, there's so many moments like this that are, utterly confusing in this movie where I'm trying really hard to follow along with the plot, but they keep adding layers because they're trying to be so smart and and show you how smart they are. And why
1: would a DEA agent that has to do, it's the Drug Enforcement Agency. Why does the DEA have anything? Why would the DEA have
0: anything to do with this stuff at all? And we hadn't gotten the explanation yet. About the project, the swordfish thing. Yeah, that was that came later. So we are told she's a DEA agent, and also she was really sloppy about it too. So I guess we should have sure. known there was something up. Like she's just undressing. Yeah, and, and the, he walks in. And again,
1: all of that is part of the misdirection and everything else. But again, I'm taking this as it is presented to me because they're not explaining any of the extraneous things
0: that they did that they did not tie up. No, and there's just gratuitous use of violence and action for reasons in this movie.
1: Yeah. Like the fucking car chase. Oh, that was so
0: uninspired and terrible. This
1: Euro trash car convertible thing is driven. With an iridescent paint job.
0: Did Uh you notice that? I did. I Uh did.
1: And John Travolta is, is driving and then Hugh Jackman has to take the wheel and there's a big shootout on the, on the streets of LA, of course. And he's shooting a bunch of guys like Guns Akimbo style. And he finally swaps out with Hugh Jackman. And he gets out of the trunk of his car a goddamn machine gun. And he's just going ape shit.
0: Yeah. And it just climaxes in a car slow motion flipping into a restaurant. Right. Which very clearly looked like a tiny model or some bullshit. Nah, that
1: did look real to me.
0: Okay, well, it looked too slow and too fake. It didn't look good. (laughs) <laughs> is my point. Yes. And, and we there's this whole thing where there's a senator who is sanctioning all of this and he's like John yeah. Travolta's handler. Yeah, And he ratted him out and that's why he was chased in the street was he was going to take out John Travolta. The,
1: the senator guy is in league with Gabriel because the senator is is probably the one who said, hey, there's this money out there. Go and steal it for us and we can fund our own war. It's Charlie Wilson's war.
0: I suppose so. It's that kind of
1: a thing where he's going to have his separate account of money, separate from the U.S. government, where the senator can pass along information about terrorist attacks that have happened in the world, and you can go retaliate without the government being involved. That's the whole scheme here.
0: Which we don't get to for most of the movie. Yeah. So you just assume this is a bad guy who wants to hack into a bank. And take the money, but there's more to it. And it's just like, but why? All of that is so complicated just for the sake of being complicated. Yeah. This movie is an hour, 40 minutes. And I was just like, what? What? Huh? With, with the, the, the style
1: of storytelling that they're doing here, they would have needed an uh, another like 30, 40 minutes to explain everything.
0: Right. They also ran everything through a sepia filter, which is really just distracting. (laughs) Like I said, Gone in 60
1: Seconds, those two movies look very similar.
0: They do. They do. Okay. So we talked about it in the intro, but now we've seen it. Uh. We need to talk about Halle Berry's boobs. So of course, this was clearly just a big marketing ploy. Like, come see our movie Mm -hmm. because we got her to take her top off. This movie has no sex in it. This movie has no reason, no logical reason for her to be without her clothes.
1: That scene could be taken out of the movie and have no consequence to it whatsoever.
0: It's like two shots, probably seven seconds total, if that. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Genuinely, I think they just did it for the marketing.
1: To get the fucking nerds out of their basement and come to see the Hacker movie and you can see some boobs.
0: That was really Pointless. That Mm -hmm. whole thing. I don't know what I was expecting because most people who agree to nudity in a film have the condition that it has to be something their character would do. It has to be relevant to the story. They feel it is necessary. This did not feel relevant to her character. If she seduced him later, Or at any point in this movie, I would believe it. Or if that whole thread continued of
1: her trying to go after him or fucking with his mind. I get that.
0: Something. Anything.
1: But if there was, it was all cut out of the the movie and that remained. Because they got it on film. They're going to put it in the movie.
0: That might be the case here because she keeps saying, I'm not what you think I am. I'm not what you think I am. So she's like flirting with him at the beginning when they're in the club a bunch of people try to walk into the bathroom and she starts kissing him yeah. to, like, get them to leave. Yeah. And then, like, she's touching his leg. There's a lot of flirtation that happens. Right. But no sex. I This movie needed a sex scene. I feel like it would have improved it. <laughs> I don't think it would have made it good. But it would have no. been something interesting as opposed to the rest of this mess.
1: <laughs> right. And normally when... You have nudity in a movie, like you said, it has to serve some kind of purpose or it has to be in context of a uh, a sex scene, like you said. Or in other kinds of movies, it's done with a comedic bent. Yeah. Like there's plenty of nudity in movies that is just meant to be like, hey, look, there's a butt or there's uh, some uh, naked man walking down the street or something that serves a joke. Jason
0: Segel's dick. (laughs)
1: Fine. (laughs) None of this needs to exist in the movie.
0: No, she was just sitting there reading a book and sunbathing. Yeah. And then she drops the book and talks to him. He
1: comes to borrow the keys to her car so that he can go see her, his daughter. You didn't need that scene to figure out, hey, he borrowed a car or he rented a car and clearly he's going to a school to see his daughter. No. That was the next scene.
0: No, and she's just like weirdly eating licorice a lot through this movie. Uh huh. I don't know what that's about. Her hair is very 2001 and I hate it. Everyone All looks, sorts
1: of spiky hair. Everyone
0: looks really bad in this movie. Like they made the worst choices they could have made for the, uh, okay. the look of these characters. Okay, I will say
1: the Hugh Jackman thing of everybody giving him shit about l- dressing the way he dressed. Fuck you. <laughs> That's the way I dress. <laughs> Jeans and a t-shirt and maybe a jacket. Come and he's on. he's wearing, like, boots.
0: Who cares? Yeah. Oh, you think he, he needs to wear fine. a suit. Like, why? And look... Okay, this is also really funny, something I was noticing... This was at that time where everybody started doing the thing where they were matching the shirt and the tie. Remember how we never used to do that? It was always like a white shirt with a red tie. It was two contrasting things. And then you had Regis Philbin specifically on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire wearing like a gray shirt with a gray tie or a green shirt with a green tie. I have
1: no idea what you're talking about. You don't know.
0: Like It was like that power matching thing that they did in the late 90s and 2000s.
1: You know me. I'm not into fashion. Okay, well, I'm I well, a tie you, when I have to I'm
0: telling you this is where this trend started and you Thank can you, tell that we are smack in the middle of it right. because everybody in this movie was doing that John Travolta is wearing a blue suit with like a neon green shirt and a neon green tie he it also, is a
1: choice <laughs> in, in the scene with the blowjob he's wearing a black suit and a red tie
0: Right, but it's usually the tie and the shirt match. That's my point. This is a he very did it, early he, 2000s thing. He did it
1: before Green Day did.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, I do. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Another comment on this is placed very firmly in yeah. that time frame. And
1: just his fucking hair and the soul patch. I had that right.
0: Ugh. yeah, The, yeah. the, the spike hair... The stylist in this movie made some commitment to this. (laughs) (laughs) This look. To these looks. Everybody just looks kind of bad. Again, I think it's that product of we want them to look cool. Yeah,
1: it's trying to just thrust the style of whatever it is that you're trying to... Portray here, you're trying to thrust it up on these people and it doesn't fit.
0: All the women have tramp stamps and they're wearing like aggressive animal prints with pleather pants. Yep. And I understand that this is just how we dressed 20 plus years ago. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I wasn't responsible, but I participated. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. when you look at it now, it doesn't feel like any of these characters would dress that way. Like, I don't know. and Maybe that's just because, like, John Travolta's character isn't real.
1: He's he's an American Eurotrash, is how I would describe him.
0: But he's not. He's just an agent, a secret agent who changes his identity all the time. So it doesn't really matter what he looks like, but no. he does, in fact, look ridiculous. Yeah. At the beginning and at the end after he changes his identity again. Mm-hmm. Oh. I had to go down that rabbit hole for a (laughs) hotness. Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah, yeah, I I just don't know what else to say about this movie. It is a fucking mess. And I just... my, My mouth was agape the entire way. And I was reading a bunch of IMDb trivia that isn't interesting in the least bit. I just had this look on my face of disgust. I'm disgusted by this movie.
0: All right. So you were talking about it being a mess. There was something at the end I was really bothered by. So we get the opening sequence where they're at the bank and we have this big explosion and then we go backwards in time four days. Then yep. we get the whole rest of the movie.
1: It's a common mute movie trope and yep. we fill in the gaps later.
0: Fine. Okay. At the end of the movie, Hugh Jackman is trying to go and get his daughter and yeah. he goes to his ex-wife's he or ex-girlfriend's house. house. And she's dead, her husband is dead, and the daughter is missing. And we immediately cut... Not back to where we, like, stopped. Yeah. Well, I guess it was back to where we stopped. Yeah. But there is a piece of information missing. How did Hugh Jackman get from his wife's house to having coffee with Don Cheadle and John Travolta? Where
1: does that coffee scene happen? In, In the timeline here. I have no idea.
0: They don't bother filling in that gap. All of a sudden, we're just there in the middle. He doesn't call him on the phone. He doesn't say, where's my daughter? We didn't even know he had... His daughter. Until she shows up like, I want my daughter. What the fuck? (laughs) How did she get that? Oh, And then he's, like, screaming about, like, I want a plane fueled up at the airport in 20 minutes. What? What What is this movie we're suddenly watching? Why are you suddenly
1: asking about a plane? Like, was that that happened off screen or something?
0: But earlier he said, I have a plan for everything. I've thought of every element. And apparently... The solution that he came up with is we're not getting on a plane, we are taking a bus. And then a helicopter comes and hooks up to the bus and they go flying through downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. The bus is flying Trent. We were we were just doing that thing. <laughs> yep. I was laughing so hard that is I will give you for creativity points. That is the first time I've ever seen that in a movie. Congratulations. Good on (laughs) you. And then it just turns into, you know, the cables keep breaking and they're crashing through signs and they smash into an office building full of confused Ah, ad agents.
1: (laughs) And then Vinnie Jones is hanging on to one of the hostages and because they're weird, like, collar bomb things go off if you leave a certain area. It explodes while it's in the air and they go everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah. The hostages are absolute fodder in this movie. Like, we are yeah. not supposed to care at all yep. the fact that somebody else just died. Yep. Like, it's messed up. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. And then they, like, drop this bus on the top of a building after this big action sequence, but not before showing Vinnie Jones with a bazooka. Right. And like we have to draw attention to it because if they show it, you got to use it. Why was that there in the first place? Because it's everything has been planned. We have to show it's there so that someone sees it. Yeah. So someone uses it. On the and helicopter then,
1: later. And
0: then everybody can get away scot-free. But what if they didn't use it? What if the helicopter just goes away? Oh. it's, it's that thing where you are making a lot of assumptions about the actions of other humans. Yeah. Like, would you have just blown the helicopter if he that's, hadn't done it?
1: That's the thing. That's why Gabriel said to Hugh Jackman, okay, take care of your daughter. I'm going to go bye-bye now. And Hugh Jackman is just like, I-, I need to do something. So that's what he does. He goes to get the bazooka and blows it out of the air. But then later at the morgue scene, we get the flashback of what happens and you can see the little head going down the stairs into the
0: building. Why didn't they catch him while he was in the building? Well, and of course, Hugh Jackman is the only one who figures out all the pieces of the puzzle. He's like, oh, wait, misdirection. And I know what actually happened. And he doesn't tell the cops. And he doesn't do anything about it. He He just just, lets it go. He gets to keep his $10 million from this bad guy. The bad guy got away with everything. And that's the end of the movie. And I'm like, The fuck it
1: is. (laughs) Well, we get the scene of him and his daughter at the diner and it's almost going to fade out and it's going to be credits. And I'm like, no, 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 no. no! You are not going to get away with just that as the ending. We
0: know that he's not dead. We know that Halle Berry isn't dead, but we don't know where they are. And you didn't give us the conclusion yet.
1: Speaking of, there is an alternate ending. Oh, no. There is an alternate ending where Halle Berry goes to the bank. And she finds out the bank account is empty. And Hugh Jackman (sighs) programmed it in where he gets to keep all the money.
0: Well, and I figured when everything kind of crapped out... In all of these kinds of movies where there's a hacker, there's a backdoor, Trent, and there's a secret thing he did, and he he set it all up, mm-hmm. the money goes, and then it disappears, and he's like, yeah, I set it to randomly shift to other accounts every 10 minutes for the rest of eternity. Well, for
1: 10 years, he said. For
0: 10 years, and yes. you won't know where the money is, so do what I say.
1: right. He's trying to take control, but then Halle Berry shows up and because she's in peril, he changes his mind.
0: Again, that's what I'm saying. If they had had like an actual connection a sex scene a love affair something or other than just oh i know she's an agent because she didn't actually have any reason to be an agent she didn't explain herself she didn't give like a scene anything for them to connect and for him to care
1: there's no reason for him to care if they would have done a similar thing to his daughter that i would have understood But they didn't do that. They didn't go that far.
0: Listen, you can't go that far with a kid, but they could have been like- maybe not that far. No, they could have like threatened her or strapped a bomb to her. That's my
1: point. They would have done something to to the daughter
0: to get him to comply. Yeah, the fact that they do this to her before they would pick the daughter. Right. When it's like, the whole movie all he cares about is his daughter. Yeah,
1: and Gabriel doesn't care about anybody. He said it himself-
0: Doesn't matter how many people have to die. I need to get what I need to get. And that was the whole point of the first speech where he's talking about just killing hostages like they don't matter. And
1: for him to go after the kid would have been understandable for his character. But he doesn't go there.
0: No, instead, we just are supposed to believe that Hugh Jackman is like the greatest guy in the world who cares deeply about this person that he barely knows and he will risk everything To save her, even though she immediately gets shot right after. Yeah.
1: Betsy, this movie sucks.
0: (laughs) (sighs) All right. Once again, we are just bouncing all over the place. And that's usually what happens with movies like this that are just terrible. So one scene I really wanted to talk about. He goes to his daughter's school, picks up his daughter, Mm -hmm. drops her off at her house, and the cops are there waiting for him. Yep. And instead of being a reasonable human who... Just goes in for questioning or talks to them or whatever. Uh We immediately get a chase sequence where he tries to escape. And they don't even go into the fact that he knows Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle is the guy who put him away in prison. We find this out in a few minutes. Yeah. After this elaborate chase scene... Down the side of the Hollywood Hills. But before that
1: he yeah, he he elbows the guy who gets into the car and he drives backwards into the other car. You're in a car, dude. Drive away.
0: Drive away.
1: Don't get out of the car.
0: Nope. nope. instead he opts to sprint through the backyard and because it's the Hollywood Hills, they're high up and mm-hmm. he just starts, fully launching his body down this dirt hill.
1: And then the two other guys follow suit.
0: And they're just bouncing and sliding and rolling 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 down. down.
1: And there's this crazy fucking music
0: happening. This is the thing I wanted to talk about. This music does not fit anything else in this movie. Everything else is what you would expect in this movie. It's like low-budget techno music. Mm Mm-hmm. This is, like, a fully scored sequence with, like, dramatic strings. Yeah. And it's just him falling down a hill, and then the scene is over.
1: And, it, like, the camera is shaking like crazy, and it is completely disorienting, and there's even a, a thing with, like, some plastic sheeting there, and they're sliding down, and that, then that ends, and then he's on his feet, and it just ends up with the guy drove all the way down and the guy's still in the car he drove all the way down and that was for
0: nothing the cop it was got for fucking nothing the cop got there at exactly the same time yeah and then they just have some words and send him on his way
1: they could have done that up at the top that was so stupid why why did you need to have this scene in here
0: i they felt like they needed another action sequence but i'm sorry action that's not, is action. not falling down a hill no that's <laughs> comedy But it wasn't funny. It was just
1: bizarre. And you add in all that music and it's just incongruous, if I want to throw out a big word,
0: (laughs) with the rest of the
1: movie. It just
0: doesn't fit. I keep saying the pacing and the structure of this movie is absurd. It is all over the board. So, yeah, I just really wanted to bring that up. But I know you've still got lots of little things you want to bring up. I
1: got some stuff here. Uh, Back at the beginning of the movie when Ginger shows up at his trailer, she's, like, giving him the the, the come-hither eyes. She's grabbing his golf club and sticking her ass out and hitting the golf ball. Goes inside. She gets on her knees and he tells him, I'm not here to suck your dick.
0: What awkward ass line is this? Again, it's like, are you trying to be sexy and seductive? Are we hinting at a relationship yet to come?
1: And I understand, okay, the early 2000s were finally okay with talking about blowjobs after Bill Clinton. <laughs> because that that was the, uh, the the genesis of having people okay with talking about it in movies and in public. But good God, was that an awkward line.
0: The dialogue is not well written. It is not. But again, if it served a purpose, if they had just like absolutely crackling chemistry between them yeah, and they ultimately like those two together would have had fucking hot sex. Like early 2000s, these guys together. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good scene. You know what
1: would have been better, though, if it wasn't Hugh Jackman and it was a guy like Seth Green. What? If she came over, okay. Think about this. If she came over, being all sexy, and he's just being a fucking nerd, like a nerd would be. Oh, and she's with, just kinda... with, a, with a hot lady in in your trailer, and she's giving him the fuck me eyes. She's leading him by his dick. So exactly. To speak. Exactly. Yeah, I think that would have been a better choice. I
0: I can see that. Uh, that would also make sense. But yeah, it you need to pick a path. Either pick someone nerdier than you, Jackman. Mm-hmm. And you would buy them following her around like a horn, a horn dog, or let them have sex at some point in the movie, because then it would justify her throwing herself at him. Pay it off somehow. There was no payoff. Yeah.
1: All right. Just a few more things here. (laughs) At the end of the movie, when they're going up to the bank, just a very much a sign of the times. It was a brand, brand new model of vehicle. Did you notice the Hummers? Oh, God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I forgot.
1: giant, giant vehicles. The
0: rebirth, or I guess the birth, if you will, of this massive, stupid vehicle. There's like
1: three of them driving themselves into the bank. And again, sign of the times. Like the original Hummers were just... Gargantuan vehicles. You don't you don't see them around anymore because they get two miles per gallon. Yeah,
0: they're not practical for any even, human.
1: Even like the newer ones, like the the Hummer two and the the, the Hummer three, are definitely smaller and more practical. But they're still fucking huge.
0: They were useful in movies like this, yeah, where you could make a big set piece out of yeah. them.
1: Sign of the times. And speaking of sign of the times, uh, there is a scene where the senator is given. The photos, the FBI photos, the surveillance photos. Oh, no. <laughs> and, Betsy, I don't know if you know how much data can fit onto a single floppy disk. No, I he's, haven't thought about he's that. He's handed a floppy disk with these images, and there's a bunch of them. Betsy, a floppy disk can hold a megabyte and a half.
0: And how big is a standard photo circa 2001? In
1: about 2001, they're maybe half a megabyte at the at the least, but not that many photos would fit onto a single floppy disk.
0: Again, one of those, like, look at us and all this modern technology that we know more about than you do, the Uh average viewer. Uh, Yep. Except most average viewers used a floppy disk and would probably be able to figure that out.
1: And then later... Hugh Jackman has a CD. You have to have a CD oh, for his for his hacker program. Oh, no. It's more than a megabyte and a half.
0: Well, at least his hacker program was on a CD and not a floppy disk. And that would yeah. have been a teeny tiny program. And
1: speaking of like the hacker stuff, you know, it's there's this sequence of him with all of his stupid monitors and he's like standing up at his desk and he's all happy, type, type, typing away. And then he gets frustrated and he goes over to the couch and he's drinking his Red Bull and it's just this sequence of stupidity all of this the the computer generated imagery on the screen none of that ever has existed in any kind of computer programs you would have had to animate that thing like and it's I, I know they're trying to have a visual representation of what he's doing because lines
0: of code are boring
1: because people sitting at a computer and typing on a keyboard is boring you have to have something for the audience to look at some you have to have the, the sequence of him building this, this hacking program
0: and it's like three dimensional cubes and you watch one get added and then it falls away because his programming right. fails so right. he has to keep adding it until it all works it would take
1: longer to program this visual sequence
0: than it would the actual thing because again coding is really fucking boring it's yeah. 0 one dash, seven and two. i
1: understand what they're trying to do and it's for the benefit of the audience and whatnot but it's still just fucking stupid
0: <laughs> just like the rest of this movie
1: <laughs> there's even a line where i, I can't remember if I, he I I think he might have said it. He says I can see the code.
0: He can, can he? Yeah. Oh no, I remember at the beginning where they're like how did you do it? He can't even yeah. explain it because they don't have a way to explain it because what he did is impossible yeah
1: i can see the code that's I directly see it. from the goddamn matrix mm-hmm.
0: at the end of the
1: matrix when he can finally see all the green code just scrolling down
0: yeah how can you hack into the government system in 60 seconds while getting a blow job at gunpoint
1: i can see the code
0: because see- i can just see it i can't explain it that would be too <laughs> simple <laughs> Well, do you have any other thoughts, Trent, before we start wrapping this one up? No,
1: I am glad we watched this movie, I think, because, I mean, I've been wanting to watch it forever because I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be this idiotic delve into the world of hackers, and I was wrong. I figured that they were a gang of hackers. Like, they're, like, employed by people. No, this is just a fucking bank heist. And it's more convoluted than that. It's a fancy bank heist.
0: But there's more to it that we didn't need. Like they just made it complicated because they wanted to sound cool and sound smart and outsmart your viewer. Give me heat
1: any day of the week other than this movie. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll see how the rest of these hacker Mm -hmm. series movies go. Uh I'm I'm hoping they're not all trash. Like I don't know if I enjoyed myself watching this one or not. Like every once in a while we just watch 50 Shades Freed and that was hot garbage, but I had a great time. This one it's like this is hot garbage, but I don't think I was enjoying myself no. except for the few moments where it was so stupid I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, like the 50 Shades movies are written for children. For children,
1: <laughs> uh, meaning uh, the the dialogue and the plot points are very infantile. Yes, they're not complex. Yes, uh, in this one, it is complex for the sake of complexity.
0: Yeah, I agree yeah. with that.
1: I I did not have a very good time, except for the ridiculous action sequences that were just thrust in here. It was just awful. <laughs> But the rest of the Hacker movies, I think, are going to be better. The next two are going to be actual ones that people like. The last one, eh, we'll it's, see. It's, it's a cult classic, let's say.
0: We'll see. But we would love to hear what your thoughts are about Hacker movies. Have you seen Swordfish? Did you like Swordfish? Are you a hacker? Explain why you like Swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> or which Hacker movies do you enjoy? Email us, neverseenapod at gmail.com. Speaking of emails, we do have one. And speaking of heat, we have one about that. Yep. <laughs> so we have an email from our super fan, Stephanie. Uh, she says, how have I waited so long to watch this movie? Oh, God. That cast is insane. Seriously, so many actors that are well known. Also, you know I love a heist movie. Yeah. Fuck Listen, let yeah. Let's let's talk about... Heat being an amazing heist movie because it's all real dudes robbing a bank with like guns and bullets Mm -hmm. and, you know, logic and brawn.
1: (laughs) One of the best action sequences I have ever seen in a movie. Versus
0: versus this craptastic movie. Uh, she continues, it was a little long, but I agree that the pacing was great. The De Niro Pacino diner scene was great. The action was great. I really like that so many characters get more development. Though Trejo deserved more considering his death scene.
1: Yeah, I and mean, that's back when Danny Trejo really wasn't known. I don't know where else you would have thrown him in.
0: No. She says, Val Kilmer's wig is horrible. <laughs> Pacino is so Pacino that this might be the most Pacino. I definitely thought De Niro was going to end up Natalie Portman's dad. Glad they didn't go there. Yeah. Overall, I really like this one and will probably revisit again. Love you guys. Super fan Stephanie. Yeah, this is a great counterpoint to the movie we just watched because all of there are similar things like yes there's some ridiculous wigs. There is some problems structurally Mm -hmm. but overall that one is really well executed and you can forgive the stupid like hairdos and things. And like there's a bit of the
1: Don Cheel character in this Swordfish movie that he he says in the interrogation room, like, I got in trouble because I shot a suspect in the hand. Why are you still at this agency? I don't even know what
0: agency it is. The uh, Cyber Counter Terrorism Computer Hacker Agency of America. Well, he said he was on some
1: <laughs> kind of cyber task force and he was taken off of that, I guess, and put into this other thing. It, Whatever no. it happens to be. I they, don't know. They
0: didn't bother explaining it. You just need to know. He arrested Hugh Jackman and put him behind bars.
1: Or did he? I I don't know. It doesn't (laughs) matter. It does not matter. But Heat is infinitely better than this movie.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for a heist movie, avoid Swordfish, watch Heat. I think that's the lesson that we can take away from this. Or The Italian Job with Seth Green. That's a a great heist movie. That movie came out within a few years of Swordfish. Yep. And it's a ridiculous movie, Mm -hmm. but it's at least enjoyable. Yeah. Another really big cast
1: uh, with a lot of names that are very, very famous now.
0: And they're trying to be cool and they're trying to be smart. But where Swordfish really fails, that Mm -hmm. one actually succeeds for the most part. Yeah. But yes, if you would like to tell us what you thought about Heat or Swordfish, once again, that email is neverseenapod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts about this heist movie or any heist movie. We haven't done a heist series. Maybe someday that will be on the agenda. We're almost
1: running out of them already. We're
0: watching them all as part of other (laughs) series. Yes, But I feel like there's always more. (laughs) Uh, So email us. You can also find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can support the show by clicking the link in the podcast description and throwing us a buck or two, and then we can bring you more quality nonsense Like this today.
1: Content.
0: Content. We would also ask that you go on to iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts and rate us five stars. We hear that really helps and helps us grow our following. But with that, this has been our first episode of our Hacker series. Like we said, we've got three more of these on Sundays. And then on the Wednesday episodes, we're just kind of doing some filler, random things, whatever we feel like. Yeah. We just watched Rocky. Yeah, we just watched Rocky, and now we're watching Swordfish. Go figure.
1: (laughs) It's going to be a fun May.
0: One of these won Best Picture. One of them definitely (laughs) did not. So look forward to all of those episodes in the coming weeks. In the meantime, I have been Betsy. And I'm Trent. And this has been another episode of Never Seen It. Hack into that mainframe, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.